0: are you ready to hear a story this is a great story about a young boy and girl who discover a ghost Katie the Ghost Hunter by Gemma Wood it was freezing cold and a thin layer of snow covered the ground Katie and Ben were standing huddled together Ben was in a very bad mood. Eight-year-old boys could be so annoying. So, to try and get his interest, Katie whispered in his ear. Guess what? I don't want to guess and I don't want to know, replied Ben rudely, kicking a small stone which shot across the garden and hit his dad's car. It left a small mark. That meant trouble for Ben if he were found out. This made his mood even worse. Ignoring him, Katy continued. Have you heard about the ghost who lives in the wood? Yes, yes, I've heard all about the ghost, replied Ben grumpily. He's got a stupid name, something like Revillo, and he helps people. I don't believe in ghosts, and they're supposed to be spooky, not helpful. If I can show you that he is real, will you change your mind? asked Katie, hopefully. There's as much chance of that happening as my cat getting married, snorted Ben, and he wandered off. Just as he was about to disappear round a corner, he turned and shouted back at Katie, If you get me proof, I'll eat my smelly socks. And with the smirk on his face, he disappeared. Now this was a challenge, and Katie stood for a few minutes, wondering where she should start looking. The woods seemed like a good place, so she pulled up her hood, tucked her hands in her pockets and set off. Once inside, the day suddenly became very much darker and colder, and Katie wondered whether it was such a good idea. Where do you look for a ghost? Do you find them, or do they find you? Katie gave a little shiver. She didn't like the thought of a ghost finding her. She wandered around going nowhere. With just some rabbits and a squirrel for company. This really wasn't nice. It was too dark and cold, and the wind kept making strange noises. She started to shout, Hello! Ghost! Where are you? Her voice made a strange echoing sound that scared her, so she stopped shouting. All she could hear was a wind whining through the trees. though she hated to admit it, Katie was scared, and began to drag her feet in the snow, making little patterns. I guess Ben was right, she thought. This is a stupid idea, and there's no one here but me and the animals. It was getting so dark she could hardly see, so she decided to head back home, when to her horror, she realised she had walked much further than intended, and was lost. Oh no! she cried to no one in particular. It's going to get pitch black soon, and it's freezing. She folded her arms across her body to keep warm, and began to look around anxiously for a sign of something familiar. She started to walk forward, but her way was blocked by a large bush, so she turned round desperately trying to see where she was going, and bumped into a tree. She tried another direction, but this time a large holly bush stopped her in her tracks and scratched Katie all over her hands. The wind was now howling, and it had started to snow. She set off yet again, but this time the track came to a dead end. She was cold, hungry, and lost. Even the animals had disappeared, and she was alone and frightened, and her hands were very sore. The thought of seeing a ghost now filled her with dread. She thought she heard some rustling in the bushes, and her heart began to beat very loudly but it must have been the wind, as there was no one there. Tears trickled down her cold cheeks, and she began to sob quietly. She buried her face in her hands, trying to block out everything about this place. When at last she lifted her head and wiped away the tears, she saw, to her amazement, a boy about the same age as she, standing watching her. Katie jumped back, startled. Hi, he said in a friendly voice. "'I'm Oliver, in a roundabout sort of way. "'What's your name?' Katie stared for a few minutes, blinking her eyes, "'just to make sure she wasn't seeing things. "'She gave a few noisy sniffs, "'hoping he hadn't seen her crying, "'and replied through chattering teeth, "'I'm, I'm Katie. Are, are you real?' "'Oliver laughed. "'Oh, yes, I'm real. "'What are you doing out here on your own in the dark?' I'm trying to find my way home, but I'm lost, replied Katie. It happens, said Oliver kindly. Would you like me to show you the way? Oh, yes, please, said a very relieved Katie, and the two of them set off. They walked side by side, chatting. Then Katie asked, Oliver, what were you doing in the wood? Well, I'm interested in ghosts, he said and this is a good place to find one. That's funny, said Katie. I too was ghost hunting. I know, replied Oliver quietly. Katie told Oliver about Ben, and how he'd been in a bad mood. Well, his dad told him he had to stay in the house for the next five days, because he refused to do his homework, said Oliver. Oh? I didn't know you knew him. No wonder he was in a bad mood replied katie they carried along the woodland path and soon the trees began to thin out and katie could see some lights from nearby houses oh we're nearly there she said happily i can't thank you enough for what you've done it's nothing replied oliver modestly i'm always happy to help would you like to come back to my house and have a warm drink asked katie Thank you, but I do have some place to go. Maybe another time, replied Oliver. As they approached Katie's house, she could see the outline of someone waiting for her. That's Ben, she told Oliver. Let's hope his mood has changed. She waved, and Ben waved back. She wasn't looking forward to telling him he'd been right, and there was no ghost. I'm puzzled about something, Oliver, said Katie. How did you know where I lived? I never told you. Katie turned towards Oliver for a reply. But there was no one there. Where's he gone? He could have waited to say goodbye. She ran up to Ben, who was waiting for her, and he said crossly, Where have you been? Don't tell me. You've been ghost hunting all this time. Yes, I have, retorted Katie. She wasn't going to tell him how scared she'd been. "'You were right all along, Ben. "'There are no ghosts. "'The only person I met was Oliver, "'who you saw with me just now.' "'I didn't see you with anyone,' said Ben. Katie laughed. "'He was with me when you waved.' "'Ben looked at Katie curiously. Katie, when I waved to you, "'you were on your own.' "'No, I wasn't!' shouted Katie. "'I was with Oliver.' And he helped me find my way home. He knows you because he told me something about you, your dad and your homework. Katie, I I think the cold has affected your brain. You were on your own. And I don't know anyone called Oliver. Katie said in exasperation, Come with me, I'll show you the exact spot where Oliver left me. Perhaps from where you were standing, you couldn't see him. Katie and Ben walked back to where Katie last saw Oliver. It was just about here, she said. Well, replied Ben, I would certainly have been able to see him if he was standing here. Katie began to get upset. Ben, why are you being so silly? You've been in a funny mood all day, and now you're just being awkward. Ben was getting fed up with this conversation, and was just about to leave when he noticed something. Katie, he kept smiling to himself. This so-called friend of yours, where are his footprints? Katie looked down at the ground and saw a single trail of footsteps. They were hers. I just don't understand, blurted out Katie. How can that be? Let's put it this way, grinned Ben. Oliver was just someone you made up. No, he wasn't! cried Katie getting frustrated Ben started to walk back to his house and Katie followed with her head hung down he had appeared from nowhere just when she needed help he had known where she lived knew about Ben and had walked home without leaving any footprints then he disappeared a little thought began to niggle in the back of her mind surely Oliver couldn't be the ghost could he? When Ben and Katie reached their homes, Ben said, See you tomorrow, Katie, and let's forget about Oliver. Ben, just before you go in, is it true that your dad has grounded you for five days because you didn't do your homework? How did you know that? said Ben sulkily. He'd been trying to keep it a secret. This Oliver that doesn't exist told me, said Katie a little smugly. It was Ben's turn to look puzzled. You know, Ben, the more I think about it, the more I think he may have been a ghost. And she gave a little shiver. He helped me find my way home and told me about you. How did he know that? I don't know, said Ben, a little sheepishly. Ben was now starting to believe Katie when a thought struck him. He can't have been the ghost. He hasn't got the right name. If you remember... The ghost is called Ravello, so you were wrong. Katie thought about this for a while. Perhaps there were two ghosts, but this seemed unlikely. Maybe Ravello had two names? Hmm, no, that didn't make sense either. She began to feel a little disappointed. She really wanted Oliver to be the ghost. Then she let out an enormous squeal. Ben, I've got it! So do you see Oliver didn't want to frighten me by letting me know he was a ghost so he turned his name back to front. Ben who was a little slower than Katie at working things out thought long and hard about this and then realised she was right. The name Oliver turned the other way round was Ravello. Also said Katie eagerly when he first told me his name he said he was called Oliver in a roundabout sort of way. I did think at the time it was an odd thing to say, but now I know what he meant. That did it for Ben, and he had to agree that Oliver was the ghost. He just wished he'd seen him. Ben had the good manners to say he was sorry to Katie and admit he'd been wrong. I'm sorry I didn't believe you, Katie. How can I make it up to you? Katie looked at him for a while, and then started to smile. You can eat your smelly socks, Ben, she laughed. Eat your smelly socks. And still laughing, she skipped off home. I hope you liked that story. And if you did, please leave us a review on iTunes, like these wonderful listeners. This one from Anne the Song Played On from the United States of America says, Lovely stories. My four-year-old daughter, Amalia, and I love listening to these stories before bed, first thing in the morning or on road trips. The stories are lovely and wonderfully age-appropriate. My daughter loves the narrator and has been asking to write a review for ages. Thank you for such great entertainment. Thank you for leaving a lovely five-star review. This next one from Bonbon 14 also from the United States of America, said, Sweet podcast. My five-year-old and I love these stories, especially at bedtime. I've fallen asleep to them many times, which brings me to a suggestion. The man's voice is a very soothing and helps my daughter fall asleep. I noticed a female voice recently, so I'm not so sure if he's gone. Hopefully not. The female voice is very sweet, but a little stimulating instead of sleep-inducing. Maybe if stories were read a little slower or quieter, it would make all the difference. I certainly haven't gone, Bun Bun. We'd like to have a range of stories here on Storytime. And Chelsea's narrations are here to inject a little bit of energy into an otherwise sombre podcast. This next one, from John74, also from the United States of America, says five minutes sleep. My four, nearly five-year-old, falls asleep within five minutes. It's like a documentary for kids. I love it. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work, John. Well, I hope that doesn't mean your five-year-old is bored with us, John. This next one by Collier and Frederick from the United States of America says two thumbs up and five stars. We love your stories. Keep writing and sharing them, please. This next one from 1975 Mum Australia from Australia says terrific. My daughters, Amelia, Lara and Sarah listen to storytime podcasts every night in bed as they fall asleep. Lara thinks it's terrific. And her favorite story is watch out for the bears. I think it's great too. I get a little break as they listen. This next one from AWSY for the UK and Northern Ireland says Fantastic stories. My little one loves these stories very much. Please keep on making them. Thank you. You're welcome AWSY. This next one from Topo Tales from the USA says my four-year-old loves this. We love listening to these stories. My four-year-old is a big story girl, but cannot yet read, and her mummy has to do other things sometimes. She turns five next week and is more interested than ever. Well, happy birthday! And I'm sorry I couldn't read this review any sooner. And remember, if you're on Instagram, use the hashtag I'm ready for story and take a selfie so that we can see what you're up to when you're listening to Storytime. And head over to bedtime.fm/support if you'd like to make a small donation to keep the stories coming.